Hey guys, welcome back to Real Things Podcast. My name is Caitlin, and as always, feel free to email realthingspodcast at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or insight that you have on anything I bring up. So today, I'm in my car. I'm driving to my next destination. Um, As you know, my car is super loud. If you have listened to all of these episodes, I've, I think, recorded one in my car and my keys may jangle so I'm sorry if you hear that as background noise but my car I've heard from multiple people they say it sounds like a diesel car they say it sounds like I'm driving a motorcycle in my car it's just loud so I'm sorry and thank you guys for listening to the podcast today um so I was just sitting here thinking I always want to record a podcast in my car but then I forget the like not forget but I remind myself that my car is super loud so now I'm just saying oh well and I'm just going to record it anyway. Um so all the background noise again sorry if you hear it but I again I appreciate you listening. This episode I wanted to kind of talk about something that kind of just like hit me cuz sometimes I come up with really great ideas and I just never get a chance to get to do, or get to do them. Um, but this topic was how we get so lost and caught up with like the wants and needs and like what we want to see us do in the future or like where we want to see ourselves in the future versus, okay, look how far we've come. It's so easy for us to get thrown off track. And like I was talking, I just got a facial massage today and my facial specialist her name is Becky and she was talking to me and I actually know her from um a mutual like friendship that I had in high school so she married the guy that I knew in high school and so we kind of bond about that and um we talk about that and so she and I were talking about how it's so easy to like you know everyone talks about this like you look at social media you see all these like you know people that are thriving in life and so there's one girl that I went to high school with And, um, you know, it's so easy to look at her life because on, on paper it looks great. Like she like, looks like she got married to her high school sweetheart and, um, in the most romantic way. And she has an ideal dream job and she's like doing so great and she's younger than I am. And it's just kind of like frustrating or not even frustrating, but it's just like, kind of like, wow, like it makes you feel like shit about yourself because you're just like, well, where's my progress? Like I should be further than her because I'm older or I should be further than her because, you know, I have more knowledge or more experience than her. So it's kind of frustrating. Um, I mean, her were talking about how you kind of have to give yourself that little like reality check because if I had not talked to Becky, then I wouldn't have even known because she's friends with this girl versus me. I just see her on social media and, um, like the suggested people that you may know, But Becky is actually close friends with this girl. And she's like, yeah, well, I know that she's having some hardships with this, this, this. And it's just like you have to give yourself that reality check of like, yeah, like their life looks great on paper. looks picture perfect on social media. But in reality, not everyone shares their hardships too. And I was thinking to myself, why don't people share their hardships? Like, why is it so frowned upon? Because, like, I feel like people can relate better if you share your hardships. Like, if I share my hardships with people, I am known for trauma bonding with people and, like, my friends and, you know, trying to understand people better. Um, Or, like, I'm not known for that, but I try to do that. And, you know, it's just kind of weird that, like, you know, if you share your hardships, you're not going to be viewed as, I don't know, like, you're going to be viewed as, like, vulnerable or, like, 
kind of weak or that you're not as strong as you should be versus actually showing or sharing your hardships. Like to me, I'm sure people look at my stuff and they, they see, oh, well, she has a business. She's doing so great. Like, and I have had people like my friends that say like, oh, like, you know, you're doing so great and like whatever. But the people that truly know me know that I have my own hardships and I'm working through stuff. So when people ask me questions like, how are you? Like, how's your life? And I'm just like, you know, good. Like, you know, there's things, but it's good. You know, you just kind of have to give yourself that little, you know, elbow to the, or not elbow, like a little fist bump to the shoulder kind of action. Like, Hey, keep your head up. Like things are doing good. Things are doing great. And like, they could always be better, but you would have died. You would have killed. You would have, you know, cried to see where you are now and like screamed of like shrill, utter happiness to see where you are now. See, my car's going to get loud and I'm so, I'm so sorry, but you know, it's, it's crazy to think that that's what we kind of view as normal is like, oh, we only can share the happy things and we can't talk about the sad things. When people say, how are you? You always say good. You never say I'm okay. Or like, eh, things aren't great, but like I'll get there. Or like, I don't know. You just have to like, kind of, it's like shameful to say that you're doing anything less than good or you're fine. I don't know. I just kind of thought about that because there's a girl that I follow. Um, it's my best friend or one of my best friends, um, older sister who has a friend and I follow this friend because she does nannying and she like lives in Cali. And so she like nannies like two days a week from what I understand. And then she is at home with her little girl and like taking care of her. And she's like a social blogger and like, you know, she lives the dream life from my perspective, but you know, she does share some of her hardships about postpartum and, you know, pregnancy and all this stuff. And she was a surrogate for, um, a really nice family and like a really wealthy family and all this shit. So it's just like, you don't see unless they talk about the hardships, but like, even when they talk about the hardships, it's almost like they're showing a weakness, almost a weakness that shouldn't be shared. And, you know, I constantly think like, should I share about the fact that I have a DUI? Should I share about the fact that, you know, my life isn't perfect either. I have hardships. I'm like, I'm still, you know, kicking my butt and kicking myself in the teeth for working on my relationship and my friendships. And I'm going to therapy and like people kind of like get shocked when I say that I'm in therapy and that like I have, you know, extreme anxiety or almost like high functioning anxiety that's not only diagnosed, it's like I diagnosed myself with social or not social with high functioning anxiety, but people kind of like give me this weird look like, what, really? I would have never thought. Um, my boyfriend's older brother's wife, um, she and I were talking and she was shocked about the fact that I have, or like, I feel like I have anxiety, which who the, who doesn't have anxiety? Let's be real. But when I was talking to her, cause she has anxiety too, but it makes her almost kind of curl up in her shell or like curl up in a ball and just kind of like sit there and like watch everybody versus my anxiety. Like I over compensate and I over talk and it's just, it's a lot. And sometimes people can't handle that because it, it is a lot. Like it's just overwhelming. And I've tried to tone that down over the years. And I think I've done a really good job of that. But, you know, she was talking to me and like, we had never really talked until she got 
on um, medicine for her anxiety and started going to therapy. But she approached me and she was like, I had no idea that you anxiety. She's like, I would look at you and think, oh my gosh, I wish I could talk like that and be like that outgoing and social. And I am a very outgoing person. Like I wouldn't be on this podcast if I wasn't outgoing. I wouldn't be where I was today if I wasn't outgoing. But I, it's, it's not even because I overcame anxiety. It's not even because like there was one thing that led me there. It's because... I grew and, you know, I stuck with people that would bring that, that part of me out that I never thought would even be in existence today. And so, you know, and I share that, like I was at therapy with my therapist, duh. And she was talking to me and she, like, I would bring something up or like, I would mention something like kind of on the down low. And she's like, oh, you can talk about that if you feel comfortable. Like, or we can dive, dive deeper in that if you feel comfortable. But if you don't, I'm like, girl, I'm an open book. I'm like, anybody that really knows me, like, I feel like that's everybody though. But almost anybody, I'll talk about my parents that have, you know, been divorced since I was young. Or about, you know, literally anything. I mean, my life, my, my growth, my failures, my everything. And it's just like... You can't ever bring up the negative with people that are new. Like if you have, like I have a business. So my clients, I really can't unveil that like, you know, I have a DUI because then people view that view that as like a, sh- a shameful act or people like see that as like, oh my gosh, like there's something wrong or like, oh, she did something wrong. Like girl, what? No, you know, people make mistakes. People, you know, have their hardships and they like, they overcome it, but they, have to we have to put on this like this facade that everything is okay and we're happy all the time and that we can't you know be truthful about how we actually feel because you know you have to keep up this this facade and it makes no freaking sense because let's be real like if you're talking to me and you ask me how am I and I say I'm good how are you you're not even gonna question it you're like oh she's good cool but if I say I'm I'm okay. How are you? Like, I kind of hesitate and I say I'm okay and I'm not good. Like, you know, people are going to be like, oh, I'm, I'm okay. Like, why are you just good? You know, like people are like, why are you okay? Or whatever. People kind of sit there and question it a little bit. Or if you say like truthfully, like, actually, you know what? No, I feel like shit. I didn't get any sleep last night and things are terrible. Then people view you as someone who's just negative all the time and you can never talk about your hardships because you're being honest. Like, yeah, I could say that for probably five days straight that I don't get enough sleep. I'm exhausted. I'm running myself to the ground and I'm running on fumes. And people would think I'm just a negative person because I'm being honest about how I feel. But if I sit there and I lie to myself and to everybody else and I say, I'm good. How are you? Then everything's fine. Everything's happy. People would only even question, you know, what's going on in my life. And so that almost kind of goes into a whole nother topic of like why people that have depression or people that have, you know, committed suicide, like why they have done that if they seem like they're genuinely happy. Not that I'm committing suicide or anything like that's not even what I'm going for, but it's just like, you know, you never really know how people are feeling or like how they are unless you truly talk to them. So... I, I try to make it a point to like really dive deep with people that I don't even really know. Like there could be like my hairstylist or my 
the people I get my nails done with. Like, I go see this one girl, Crystal, at, for my nail appointment almost every month, and I ask her about her kids and, like, about, you know, are you going on vacation anytime soon? Like, you know, these people are prone to asking you questions because it's their freaking job. But do you ever sit down and ask them the same questions back? Because guess what? They're a human being. So they have things, too. You just don't ever ask about them. Or if you do, congrats. Thank you. Like, I'm sure they appreciate you, like, through thick and thin. But I've noticed that if you ask questions to these people that ask you questions all the time, it's a much healthier and, like, you kind of sit back and you, like, kind of humble yourself. You're like, yeah, you're a human, too. You're not just someone I'm paying to do work for me. Like, you have a life and, like, you have you know, your own shit that you got to go through. And I'm here too. And I'll ride this wave with you. And it's just life. It's, and it's really cool to know that there's other people that can relate to you that you wouldn't even question or think about relating to you. So we have clients that, you know, for housekeeping or for dog sitting or for babysitting. And I talk to these people and I'm just like, you know, I'm not going to put on this facade because you know what? If you're going to hire me, you're going to know me. Like, I'm not going to go into depth on every single thing that, you know, all my downfalls. But, you know, if it comes up in conversation, like there was one client for housekeeping and he um, is a single dad. Like, he's going through a divorce. And, you know, he was talking to me and I was talking to him because my parents were divorced whenever I was young. And he has three kids. And, like, you know, I was talking to him and he was just like, yeah, like, it kind of sucks because, like, I want things to work out. And, like, I can't imagine. I was like, I wanted things to work out for my parents. And, you know, I told him all the, the perspectives of, like, me being a kid, like, going and watching this divorce happen to my parents. And, like, he, it was kind of eye-opening for him because he's like, I've never thought about it that way. Or he would bring up things and I'm just like, wow, I didn't even think about that for the parents' perspective, you know? So not only does it give you kind of like a humbling feeling, like knowing like, oh, like they're not just someone I pay to do stuff for me. Like they're a human being. They have feelings and emotions too. And I should care about those feelings and emotions, especially if, you know, they are doing something for me, like rubbing my feet or like giving a massage or a facial or cutting my hair and sitting there for four hours. Like if you sit in a hair appointment for four hours and you don't say a damn word or ask your, um, hairstylist a damn word about like their life like why why are you even no like cut your own hair like I would hate to sit there and only ask questions about one person and then never even ask a question about me which happens and you know what it's okay if that happens but if you catch yourself or like you kind of like are like oh I didn't even ask questions about them then you kind of feel like oh like I probably sounded annoying or I sounded like I was just being a narcissist or like selfish or whatever. And like, I get in those states too. We had a server the other day, me, Harrison and his sister, my friend, Amanda and her boyfriend, we were all sitting down for dinner. The server comes up to us at Texas Roadhouse. He was a delight. I loved him. And like, because he opened up and he was just so like himself, like from the get go, he didn't put on this facade. Like I hate this fake facade like just be real and like he was talking to us about how he's like oh do you guys have any plans for the fourth and I was like oh yeah we're just gonna do this you know you put on the facade you put on that little act just to get by with the small talk conversation 
And he's like, yeah, actually, like, my, uh, I asked him, I was like, what are you doing for the fourth? And he was like, yeah, well, this person that lives down the road from me, like, they have, like, $14,000 in fireworks that they're going to blow off and, like, two-door, or, like, a two-car garage, like, filled top to bottom, and it's really cool. And, like, he was just so, so genuine and so, it was, like, comforting to know that people also have a life. And so I tipped him 50% because just be, just purely because of the fact that he was so open and he wasn't putting on this facade. He wasn't being fake. He wasn't trying to get a good tip out of us. He was just being himself. And people that do that, oh my God, I love them. And like, I was a server, so it was really hard for me to not do that because I just wanted people to like me and I wanted the money and, you know, it. I get it. So I think I tried a little too hard sometimes versus being chill and I think I just do that in general. But this dude like I don't know who he was but he was so good and like I would kill to have a server like him always and I also get in these moments like if I ever became a millionaire like I or like a billionaire or whatever I would hire my nail tech I would hire my hair girl I would hire you know this server or whatever or I would just give them like a shit a lot of money a lot of money just because they were doing their job and like they were open about themselves they opened up and they told me about their life and they weren't fake about it like at all and I love that and I wish people would do that more often like you could ask questions like if if I go to the nail salon and I'm sitting there watching this woman getting a pedicure for probably upwards of an hour and not one word is being said other than the the shape or the color that she wants of her nails I like that like I will lose it I don't understand how you can sit there like awkwardly for like an hour unless you're on the phone or talking to somebody or whatever but bruh like talk to the people that are doing things for you and that are servicing you because like yes you're paying them a lot of money sorry my keys are jingling but also you know it's like relieving I'm sure it's for them too like oh this person genuinely cares about me and like whatever or like oh yeah and like I'll tip them really well to know like to let them know hey you were great like keep doing what you're doing you're awesome don't hold back you know so that's my rant for right now but um yeah it's just food for thought that like you you gotta talk to people it's so relieving and refreshing Mike Harrison's mom sent me this article and it was about Um, there's like a coffee bar or like a library or something where you can literally sit down with people, different people, like in rotation and you go and sit down and you just talk to people and like ask them about about their life and like what they do. And you can ask them questions and learn more about them. And I love that. I love that, that like that kind of stuff exists. I would love to open one one day, but yeah, it's just, it's crazy to know that People will sit there and get a service done and they won't even talk to the person that's servicing them or do anything to make an effort, you know, but that's just my opinion. That's what I thought about while I was on my drive today. And I don't know. What are your comments, questions, or thoughts about that? Go ahead and email me at realthingspodcast at gmail.com and let me know what you think. Okay. Bye guys.